Now? We're live right now. Uh, now we are live. Oh it my is God. August 15th, 2022. And this is Atlanta United FC Weekly, a home before dark podcast. I'm going to do the double barrel because it's been a month since I've been on. Oh, is that oh, Evan one. Williams? Oh, let me get this other one. Oh, no. It's been on there too long. There it is. So these are a couple that I've had stowed away um, that I've been waiting to finish off. They've just got a little bit left in them, but it's the single barrels oh. from 2002 and 2006. So cool. I'll try to polish those off tonight. So just pour them in together. No, I won't do that. Make an infinity bottle. Well, an infinity cup. Oh yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Great. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I'm the common thread between podcasts between two yeah, of you. So. No kidding. No kidding. If it were not for you, this podcast would not exist this year. Um, so I am just the anchor that keeps things going. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been tough this this year, this season for lots of different reasons, not just the product on the field, but with life in general. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I'm glad you've been able to swing as many as you've been able to because, like I said, if it weren't for you, we probably wouldn't have the shows that we do have. And I know that we did have to take a break a few times this season, just because of stuff that's been going on for all of our schedules. So I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Kendrick Brock, lol, Dan Bean, the consistent guy is crazy. No. Brittany S. Hay, Nathan explosion. Hello. Oh, Elliot Beaven, elbow cough, elbow cough, and Jay Hannibal. Hey guys. Uh, Elliot Beaven also stating that Anthony Taylor sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, you agree with that 100%, Kev, right? 100%. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, why why they uh, give him that role, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, yeah, lots to catch up on, man. How you been? It's been, it's been, Like I said, it's been a while. It's been a month since I've recorded. I know you and Tim were able to get on last week. I was mm-hmm. listening to that while I was working and doing housework. So, how you been? I've been doing good, just trying to keep on top of the exercising, uh, trying to get some sort of consistency with diet. But now the kids are back in school and it's just organizing carpools, organizing carpools and organizing carpools uh, for activities for school. It's just freaking nuts. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty brutal. School being back in for about two weeks now here in Atlanta. Definitely noticed the uptick in traffic throughout. It's <laughs> getting worse and worse every day. I feel like as more schools are coming online. So <sighs> damn kids. Once, once Georgia Tech is up and running, it's just going to be all downhill from there. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, doing doing good, man. There's a lot that uh, I feel like there's a lot that me and Tim missed last week. We oh man, dude, it's uh... so much stuff, so much stuff. Because you, know, I forgot like all the thing. One of the things I'll lead off with. One of the things that has happened since the last time that we recorded, and, and it may have you guys may have talked about it in between whenever I was tuning in. But the, um, I don't want to say the the terminate. I guess it'd be resignation. I guess of Darren Eels. You know, we didn't really. Yep. You guys didn't talk about that last week, right? We did not. 
We did not. So, um, so the way I've talked about it is um, with Darren Eels himself this weekend, actually, um, oh. at Egg Harbor Cafe over on Peachtree, in which <laughs> I saw him walking by, and I immediately jumped up from the table, went over and shook his hand and started talking to him, only to realize after the fact that I caught him in passing as he was trying to go to the restroom with his son. So that was uh, a great little tidbit to take back to the table of realizing I not only stopped him to thank him for his, his service, so to speak, but uh, that I did so in him trying to take his infant yeah. child to the restroom. What a, what a dick move, Kevin. God. So, Guy hasn't yeah. got enough on his plate. He's trying to take his kid to the bathroom before his kid wets and stuff. Though yeah. I'm sure he like took it all in stride and was like, yeah. Oh, it's just that's one of my favorite things I think about the team and about the city in general is just the amount of happenstance encounters I feel like I've had with players and and like managers. I guess he's the first sort of front office personnel that I've run into um, in passing. But yeah, and then of course it's like I said in that circumstance and during that time it was just hilarious to me. So yeah, I uh, I met him walking over a crosswalk down because he lives around the corner from where I work. And I see it was years ago. It was before the pandemic, and uh, he had his children with him. So I was like, "Hey, Darren," and we were in the middle of the road, and he was going yeah. the opposite way to yeah. me. So I thought it best not to to stop him. Yeah, and that's also you saying, "Hey, Darren." That was the other thing I was talking about after the fact. I think we talked about it on the show. Um, whenever I had run into Gressel in years past, is like it's always weird calling any of them by their first name. Cause it's like, I don't fucking know you. I see you on TV and through social media. And it's, but it's also equally weird for me to be like, uh, Mr. Eels. Hey, hey, how's it going? Oh, oh, yeah. oh my name's Kevin. Oh, oh I love a lot of you. Exactly. So, uh, it's very weird for me to be like chasing mm-hmm. after him again on the way to the restroom. Darren, Darren, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> like, That's what I really want to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Newcastle. <laughs> Yeah, it was like that time when you saw uh, Luis Arujo in the mall, yeah. and you kept you kept grabbing his bottom. <laughs> no, that one was really weird because he had on the hat and everything, and I had to like both him and Gressel both. I had to be like Julian, like with a question mark, and him. I was like Luis, and he was like, "Yeah." It's just like they're also a little taken aback. I feel like whenever they're recognized, so it's just this weird sort of. Uh, dance of trying to recognize them and say hey to them while also not wanting to like hold them up and talk too much or get a picture right. and all this stuff is like i know you have your life i, I just want to say hey I, i'm a fan whatever so have has any of them ever when you've met someone like that have they ever gone moby <laughs> no i have not had that oh, weird. Uh, I, yeah yeah, no, Kevin looks uh, exactly like Moby. So. This weekend, funny enough, you say that is um, whenever I said that to Darren, he was like, "Oh, Koopman, such a great goal last night, man! Thanks for saving us." So it was great. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> "Wait, he's like, no, you're, you're an extra forty pounds." <laughs> Do you think Koopman kind of looks like Jon Snow with without the hair? Obviously. Oh man, I don't know. That's that's tough. Are you I psyched think... for the are you psyched for the House of Dragons, speaking of which? Yeah, 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 I am. I've been on the I've been on the fence about it. So what are you gonna not watch it? No, exactly. I'm, I mean, <laughs> that's inevitable. Um I gotta get caught up with uh Westworld, man. I saw the new season of that's just started up. So Oh, I've got man, I watched the first season and then I got in like 
got an episode or two into the second one and just kind of, I don't know, just moved on to different things. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, but same thing with Stranger Things. But now my son has watched the whole of Stranger Things, so I'm trying to catch up. Yeah, so. yeah. But no, I Stranger did, Things has been great. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the movie Prey, though? Which one is pre- that? It's a new Predator movie set against... Uh, oh, yeah, like Native Americans or something yeah. like that? No, I have not seen that yet. Kevin, I mean, I don't know if you like Predator movies, but it's like a legit, it's a, like a legit good movie. It's I really liked good. the new Predator movie that came out, like the newest one that had Olivia Munn in it and stuff. It was mm-hmm. kind of like tongue-in-cheek Predator movie, but I watched it on a flight a couple years back. I really enjoyed it. So This is not tongue-in-cheek, but it it's really good. It's really good. The yeah. uh, uh, I forget the actress's name, in, but she's she's freaking badass. It's so yeah. cool. But All right. Anyway, back on back on back on topic. I'll rein us in. Um, Darren Eels leaving for Newcastle. Thoughts on both him leaving and what lies ahead for the club. What are you I felt like it's inevitable, and I knew I I was thinking a few months ago. Man, that's gonna really suck when he when he goes because he's been that constant thread like he's my faith in the front office that things Mm -hmm. will get through and then when i heard the announcement i was like man i'm actually bummed about this but it's i mean it's a fantastic opportunity i mean it's great to have someone with that sort of connection back to what should be one of the top teams in the premier league in the next few years um but he's there's no doubt in my mind he's going to be successful. I hate it for Atlanta United. I hate it for myself. I don't really care about Newcastle, um, but it's a fantastic opportunity for him. And it's good that we're seeing executives get promoted in those sort of yeah. jobs. Yeah. So no, absolutely. Absolutely. It's good for the league. I what think it's your... just, yeah, it's tough, man. Like you said, it was inevitable and you're going to see the turnover of staffing and, and personnel um, all the way up through the organization and, and so much of what, we as a fan base have witnessed is the turnover in players and obviously the the coaching and managing carousel that we've had um, and not so much rotation on the front office side, but I just, it was, it was tough to see that with all of the, some understandable or some rightful criticism of what's been happening with Boca Negra and, and what's been going on with the talent acquisitions and stuff like that to see Darren jump ship almost just felt like, let me get out while the getting's good kind of deal, because <laughs> it feels like there is like right now, there isn't anyone at the helm, you know, and that's a little concerning. I feel like, especially whenever you think about the prospect of hiring internally and does Carlos take that job and, and what that means to the club. And so it's just been, it's been, a weird sense of emotions overall with everything going on. Certainly happy for him. And like you said, it's great for the club to showcase the, the sort of ability to elevate not only players, but um, front office staff to that level. Granted, he was already over there before, not with Newcastle, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know who it's just, this team's just been without continuity so much the past few years. It was also just like, oh, of course, this would happen. Of course, it would. Of course, yeah. I'm. I mean, I, if it's this has got to be like a legit hire from Atlanta United. It's it for to replace Darren. It needs to be. I mean, you can spend whatever. There's no salary cap here. Mm-hmm, you can, mm-hmm. and you know, Darren came from Tottenham. I mean, he came from the Premier League, so. 
if they make an internal hire, I'll be shocked. I think they need to be going after someone with, you know, that Premier League pedigree. I mean, yeah. as a, you know, a name that's been banded around a lot, which would be an internal MLS hire, is Garth Lagerway. Um, he has done a fantastic job in Seattle, but then it's like, well, why would he come here? It's although we would because potentially... we're just building Seattle 2.0 at this point, right? Between right. And, and it's like, well, we potentially have would would have more money, and it would be, you know, his baby. But I feel like the the move for him is to a, a higher tier league, and yeah. Darren knows him pretty yeah. well just from his dealings yeah. with MLS. Why would you not? you know right right try and go after someone like that but i don't know that's just speculation on my part but yeah and i feel like that's all any of it's going to be right is just speculation on not knowing which way the winds may blow in that regard um mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right there is no salary cap for that and i think that um especially with the amount of stuff that's been going on with the club the lack of results stuff like that i could easily see arthur getting invested into this I mean no pun intended invested in this decision making process as he was at the onset whenever uh Darren was hired to hired to bring somebody in that's going to um to Kendrick's point maybe put people in their place in that existing front office and maybe take caring taking care of some of the decisions that Boca's made over the recent years and maybe getting in line with sort of the Pineda mentality of building a team around MLS steward and stewardship and leadership and and tenure, because I think that there's something to be said about that within any league, uh, particularly with MLS. And um, whenever it's a salary cap league, you really are dependent on those MLS veterans and Mm -hmm. you'd be hard pressed. I mean, I don't know of a successful MLS team that's built, continued success that doesn't have that sort of core of MLS veteran leadership in, in the lineup. You know, it's, it's, you may have a flash in the pan of a breakout season from a team here or there, but those that are consistently in the running have a consistent basis of MLS leadership at the veteran level. Yeah. I, I I feel that's, I mean, that's what's missing. That's what we're all, I feel like we're all hedging our bets on uh, Santi Sosa to to kind of be that guy for the rest of the season and someone who mm-hmm. we could potentially build around. But I mean, he's he's still pretty young. But um, I mean, Alonso was our one card. Yeah. He was yeah. at he yeah, was our exactly. one play, and then that happened. But then, what are you gonna? Yeah. But what I will what say is what what I'm seeing out of the club right now, aside from the sort of MLS experience or sort of MLS carousel within the roster is a really talented squad. And it's really unfortunate that I feel like this season has continuously been on repeat between goals scored against Atlanta United on set pieces, Atlanta United injuries and Atlanta United stoppage time goals. Like it's just, (laughs) I mean that those three talking points have really defined the season as a whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just week in and week out. It's one of those three things has come up. Yeah. I don't think we've conceded the first goal for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I may be, I may be wrong on that, but it feels like there, there has been a little bit 
more toughness in us in the past few games after Austin. Um, there's, you know, we've we've at least, I mean, the game for against Cincinnati was an amazing, like, dude, that was a twenty-five fun. minutes. Well, I mean, dude, it was even with the result. I mean, especially got to give it up to Gutman finally. Um, pulling it together two games in a row after all the near misses he had earlier this season, obviously coming back from injury, everything else we'll get into specifics on the game, but overall that game was incredibly entertaining to watch for all of its flaws and all of its, all of its missteps and mishaps and just chaos on both ends of the field. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah. And that's what I want. I mean, I feel like Pineda did really, really well in that game. He he like figured out how to play, uh, Moreno and Almada together mm-hmm. without them sort of running into each other. It's just like that. Uh, it's, it's, and to be fair, I mean, we could have, there's the potential that that came could have been won by us five to one. I mean, yeah, yeah. those terrible defensive lapses, especially on Parada on the second Cincinnati goal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we hit the post. I mean, we could have been four nil up in the first 20 minutes. That game could have gone four or five goals in either direction. Yeah. I, I mean, the the last stop that Rocco gets as he drops to the ground on that crazy fucking throw-in that came in across the entire 18-yard uh, box over in front of the six-yard line. Like, they both had incredible saves. You've got near misses on both sides, hitting post on both sides. Like I said, that game could have easily been 5-1 in either direction, you know? Yeah. It was just great to see that – Atlanta United have, I mean, they had that dog in them like that we've seen yeah. that we've all been yeah. pining for. Uh, much like, um, you know, I, def- you know, we had a Michael Parkhurst and a Jeff Lorenowitz in in the Tata Martino era, but it was so they could anchor down the defense mm-hmm. while we could just go all bl- guns yeah. blazing, and that's what that's what we need to do if we're yeah. going to have any hope of getting points. We just got to go for it, yeah. and the the points are going to fall where they may. Yep. And it was it was really nice to see um, a couple of different things in the game. So one thing was for me was people are starting to get healthy, right? So yep. you've got Brooks Lennon returning into the lineup, um, Hernandez returning into the lineup. Um, who else was out there that we haven't seen recently? That uh, there was somebody else that I'm forgetting. That well, there was a. I mean, Martina Dwyer came on as a substitute. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, who else did we see? Uh, Lennon, McFadden, Brooks Lennon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I that's what I said, right? Lennon, oh, and, yeah, Lennon and Hernandez were the two that have been injured that are finally like actually getting significant play time. So it's good to see that. And then obviously we had the Martinez and McFadden and um, Dwyer subs as well. So it was good to see, you know, a lot of rotation, a lot of a lot of reps from players that we haven't seen. And then I mean. I, I kind of glossed over it, but having Gutman in the lineup two weeks in has made a huge impact on both sides of the ball. And that cannot be overstated again, just how yeah. much injuries have plagued this team at his position alone is glaringly obvious in these past two weeks. Yeah. As much as uh, Parata has helped Alan Franco, yeah. I feel like, I feel like at least uh, on the weekend, Gutman's inclusion kind of helped Wiley so he didn't have to deal with those defensive stuff all the time. I mean, he did Wiley didn't have his best game, but I would prefer to see Wiley going up uh, 
forward rather than trying to have all that defensive yeah. responsibility all the time. And well, okay, because he's still um, growing and maturing, and you don't want him to be taking on so much responsibility that I mean, we right. saw some of those lapses come from Wiley in those few games that he was put into that position where he just had some mental lapses that ended up leading. I think the one led to that PK that forget who that was um oh against the red bulls i think so um but again it's like having a player like gutman back there behind him is going to allow him to get the best opportunities out of both sides of the ball right yeah i mean the funny thing is i mean we kind of saw the same thing with bellow like it was he would be going forward but then you know as he was growing and trying to be more defensive it just kind of it just seemed too much for him in the end like He was so much better when he was running at defenses, I feel like, and um, trying to take shots at goal. No, I completely agree. Um, so, yeah, that, that was really great to see from a lineup standpoint. The other big standout for me for this game was I saw a continued sort of rehearsed approach to attacking and a a direct approach to uh, attacking in a way that I haven't seen in this lineup um, maybe over the course of the season, that it was very deliberate in uh, in the approach where the team consistently found opportunities in the same way that I, I you can't say was just happenstance, right? Like there was clearly a deliberate attempt to draw defenders inside of the 18 while having one or two unmarked skilled players at the top of the 18 that has a simple layoff and shoot opportunity. And mm-hmm. it was consistently working where you're having to force defenses to be extremely disciplined to – still man guys that are outside of the 18 while also not giving up the easy goal inside of the 18. And you're sort of splitting that defense on in and outside of basically 12 yards of space. Right. So inside of the six outside of the 18. And so by Aruju and Joseph, and I mean, I'm trying to think who else was doing that act of pulling players inside of the 18, both of them in particular ended up leading to the layoffs to the top of the 18 to Almada, one of which leads to the goal where Mm -hmm. he's got a wide open shot unopposed. He can set up, take his strike. I think Joseph's layoff was to Moreno and Aruju's was to Almada that led to the goal. But again, both very similar circumstances that says to me that that is something that they've clearly been working on, on the training ground. And that those weren't the only two instances of that in the game, but were probably the two most successful. So it's really Mm -hmm. promising to see how they're deploying those skilled positions and what their skill sets are to try to play off of each other. Yeah, it's been. I mean, yeah, like I mean, Cisneros laid it off to Amada. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think it didn't end in a goal or anything. But it's, um, man, Almada is just fantastic. I mean, yeah. he. I am. I am hoping that he is still here for another year next year. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a chance that he could go. He, but I mean, that's someone. He is the only player I've seen that you can kind of relate to Almiron. Like he, yep. he will pick the ball up and run it at the defenders. And he will also have that work rate engine to um, harass defenders and midfielders and take the ball off them and dribble around them and 
Um, he's almost like a better dribbling version of Almiron. Yeah, uh, he's just he's just not as fast. Not, not as, not as yeah. fast. Yeah, but but he still has a decent amount of speed. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a lot faster than I don't know if he's Arujo level. His touch fast. is phenomenal, though, man. I mean, he is he is one of the best players ever for yeah. Atlanta United. Yeah. Um, and I would put you know like Joseph and Almiron Almada are probably yeah. the same for me. But he, I mean, he's just just a work rate, and he worked really well with Sosa. Like I was just making some little notes. Uh, Sosa had ninety one touches. Almada had ninety two. Uh, they were both in the upper 90s for passing percentage. Um, uh, they, I mean, and they were doing two different jobs. You know, Sosa is that more defensive guy, whereas Armada is trying to... I mean, yeah. it's almost like a box-to-box defender. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, box-to-box player. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, if we can if we can have an opportunity with an off-season to really build around him, I mean, gosh, I mean, that could... That could be a cup-winning team. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, you saw you saw moments of it in that Cincinnati game. It's like, wow. There, I mean, there's a clear effort to to work on things on the training ground and then employ it in the game. That isn't yeah. just we're going to play defensively and play out of the back. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's some effort of this is how we want to attack, and then if this breaks down, we're going to do this or this. You know, and and that's something that I don't think that Atlanta's really had consistently. And we'll see if they continue to build on that going forward. But for me, it was really nice to see it and and see it not just as a one off, but as a an intentional approach to how they're attacking the game, offensively speaking. And it may have just been a situational thing where they felt like they could capitalize on it with what Cincinnati was giving them. But to me, it seems like the way that the 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 team and the lineup was rotating around those roles and constantly interchanging them because it could be Almada, it could be Moreno, it could be Arugia, it could be Joseph. All of them have shot making abilities. And so it's a matter of them knowing when and how to switch out those roles whenever you're employing that system. That was really fun to watch. So, yeah, it's there's a lot. We just need to be a more defensive solidity and we need, we need some upgrades on that. Um, I could feel like if we had an upgrade over Hernandez and obviously, you know, we need an upgrade of a, of a DP striker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, do you know who I would really love in this lineup right now is freaking Brandon Vasquez. <laughs> Dude. What's he one, one goal away from golden boot right now? Gosh, man. He, I mean, he's, he's it's incredible. big, he's yeah. strong, he's fast. Uh, gosh, he would be just. No, absolutely. Fantastic. Absolutely. However, I will say, you know, what I saw out of Brandon Vasquez was I think so much of his ability to create goals are, again, it's just how the offense is built around him. He's not taking on the entire back line time and time again. He's not a flashy striker. He's Mm -hmm. a utility striker, in my opinion. He's doing what he needs to do, and it's producing results, you know? Right. I mean, if you... If you can score a goal and you can body defenders around, I mean, yeah. he's he he's the guy. Yeah, he's absolutely. Guy. Uh, but yeah, so sorry, just going back to the trap. Stephen Peral is one game in, not really missing Rosetto, and I agree with that. I've 
he just doesn't bring enough teeth to the mm. defense to the uh, to the midfield that we're not missing Rosetto. Um, but Sosa in that single pivot, I mean, that's what we need to do right now. He's he's it's not the best defensive lineup, but he's the guy who we need. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, and somebody had mentioned we need more attacking midfield. I think it was Elliot Beaven saying we need a new attacking midfielder. I'm I'm afraid of this team becoming too attack minded with a more attacking midfield. In my opinion, um, I think that you really need somebody like a, a Sosa that's going to be your sort of defensive anchor in the midfield because you've got so many players that are rotating in and out of that midfield across the line that's Mm -hmm. going to be more attack minded that if you're, if you're placing too many players that are wanting to move forward, you've got nobody to come back. And we've seen um, how, how easily Atlanta United gets punished by teams that are going to really force that issue through the midfield. Yeah. I, I like to, uh, I just like to do this. Um, I think Moreno, could be shipped out, shipped out if we can get a. Uh, what well, I guess it's going to have to be a template, but it depends on Caleb Wiley's development. He's got a massive future in, ahead of him yeah. potentially. Yeah. Um, and then if we can get some um, better help on the right, and Arujo can be more consistent, and we can get an absolute killer in front of goal like yeah. Joseph used to be, that would yeah. be. Oh, fantastic. But, um, well, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Back to the point about front office change ups. It'll be interesting to see not only how, um, how Darren's replacement is going to want to shake up the, the things within the front office, both with Carlos and others, but with the the lineup and how he wants to put his stamp on who the signings may be. And does, does somebody coming in trust, Pineda to do, to make those decisions or are they coming in with this sort of mentality of this is how we're going to build this roster and it needs X, Y, or Z to make it successful. I think you, you've got to trust Pineda. I feel, yeah. I mean, he, he is a young manager. Uh, he's my age. Imagine me coaching Land United. That's hard pass. Hard pass. Right? <laughs> Yeah, be nary a George Bellow in sight. Um, James out. <laughs> already, already. Hashtag James out. Um, so I, I feel like Pineda's got a lot of potential. I really do. He seems like a more modern manager. He's, he, he puts more focus on stats. I'm surprised that we've only got one person in the um, stats department in terms of scouting players. No kidding. Which is very weird. I would like to see that department increased. Um, the, I don't know if how much the, in, uh, like a press, a president would have over the types of players to bring in. Yeah. It's, it, it's more of like day-to-day operations and things. It's true. But, it's true. but then, but, but to your point though, does a new person bring in their own right. technical director? And, right. and it's like, okay, you can work with Pineda, but. Um, it drives me nuts when I see when I hear ro- rumors about, or things about other teams where the technical director is at loggerheads with the with the coach yeah. in terms of the players where you want to bring in because 
you there's got to be a balance as we said before you you want to have those young exciting players that you can sell on to make a profit absolutely but the the success rate and the success focus about those guys coming in have to fit within the team because right. if they don't fit within the team they're not going to be successful and it's not going to be a successful um sell on i mean not every player is going to get a deuces mark and a like yeah. pity martinez guy yeah. i mean yeah no absolutely absolutely so so um good question from kendrick um you would think that whoever they hire is on board with Pineda being a manager for three more years. You've got to. You've got to bring in somebody that's going to embrace the organization and not just want to burn it down from top to bottom. Um, you certainly, yeah. and, and that's a delicate balance to make, right? Because you want somebody that's going to also come in and make their stamp on things and and provide some benefit and not just be a yes man, but you also don't want somebody that's going to slash and burn. Right. I mean, it's you, you got to create that good culture, right? You've got to and that comes from the top you've got to you've got to trust people in their positions because that's what gets people um it gives people ownership in the team mm-hmm. if you trust them to do what they think is the best to do then that's how you build good culture but then it's got to happen at every level yeah um so no, i i would i mean absolutely you you got to keep Pineda. i yeah. he he's doing the best he can the injuries have just been out horrendous this year yeah yeah and it's nice to see like i said some of those players starting to rotate back in which has been great and hopefully atlanta can make a run i I will say it's disheartening to see them sitting in 12th in the east right now that's Mm -hmm. that's a big time bummer to see them with what 11 games left in the season sitting that far down in the table granted there's not it's not like they've got a, a huge mountain to climb to get back into contention i think they they need to win a couple in a row but like Tim mentioned last week, uh, I think it's been since 2019 that this team has won two in a row. So um, God, I don't know, man. Terrible stat. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty disheartening. Um, the thing is, we've got a lot of good teams. The East has been extremely tough as well this year. Um, I'll, I'll be... I'll be very, very surprised if we make it to the playoffs. I don't, I don't think that's really going to happen. But if these guys, if the front four or five players can stay consistent on the team, stay injury-free and get more chemistry going between them, then, yeah, I think they absolutely could. Kevin's calling me. Hey, Kev. A transformer just blew over here in the neighborhood. I heard it pop. Okay. Um, and we just and we just lost power. So uh, carry on solo while you can, and then uh, just wrap it up and sign off. However, you- doctors take Field of Greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you: too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take Field of Greens. The fruits and vegetables in Field of Greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Need to, but I'm going to be unable to join. Okay. Well, I actually have you on speakerphone next to my snowball. So we could carry on on like this if you want. I was going to say, let me see if I can um, join 
the StreamYard link from my phone on um, like on cellular data. Just give me a second to see if I can do that, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, no problem. All right, give me two seconds. Okay, <laughs> Kendrick. Kendrick in the trap says, Dan, tag me in. I got you. I know. We need to. Have we had Kendrick on the podcast before? I don't think we have. We, we, we certainly should. We probably, I mean, I would love to have Kendrick on and uh, Brittany S. That would be yeah. fantastic because yeah. Brittany S. has been around since day one, of course. All right. Let me see if I can join uh, StreamYard from my phone. Hold on. I'm going to hang right. up and if I can, I'll call you back. No problem. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is a good time when something falls off my desk to go into the download. And I'm sure Kevin will interrupt it and it'll fuck it all up. So anyway, all right. So let me get my tabs sorted out. Red Bulls, fourth in the league in the Eastern Conference. Don't worry about the West. Played 25 games, um, won 10, drawn seven, lost eight. They're sitting on 34, 37 points. A uh, fair bit in front of Atlanta, but in the form table in the East, Atlanta are sitting at ninth in the form table, where Red Bulls are bottoming out into 11th. So if I can pull up my Red Bulls stats. All right, so the last, phew, we can go back to six games. They beat Austin FC in Austin four to three. That was pretty impressive. Then they <laughs> bombed out in the Open Cup to Orlando in Orlando five one. And of course, Orlando is in the Open Cup final. So I'm a massive Sacramento Republic fan. Always have been boyhood club from day one. Um, uh, then they played Barcelona and lost two nil. I mean, what the fuck was that? Come on. Uh, all right. Then they lost to the Colorado. At home, four to five, a lot of goals scored there. Then they drew nil nil with DC United, who have been terrible, but now they've got Christian Benteke, so we'll see what happens there. Then they lost again to Orlando in Red Bull Arena, one nil. So their form is kind of hitting a little bit of a bump right now. I mean, still, Lewis Morgan is the best player. He's got 10 goals. Um, he's been absolutely magic for him. Next is Lequinas with five goals. Um, then freaking John Tolkien, man. I am randomly, I was playing FIFA and John Tolkien came up on my scout report as a promising player. And I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to sign that guy. I mean, he comes up with that stupid, um, golden head mullet trying to be all cool when he's like 16 years old. I don't know how old he is. Uh, but John, John Tolkien has been absolutely fantastic for him. So, Looking at who scored, Lewis Morgan, 7.06 rating, highest player in their team. Then tied with Tolkien and um, uh, Coronel, the goalkeeper, uh, Christian Caceres. I'm sorry, Christian Caceres, both on 6.96. Lequeen Haas right behind them on 6.83. And Frankie Amaya, 6.82. Who is that? He is, Frankie Amaya has been that distributor of the ball forward for them. Um, Red Bulls being Red Bulls, but then they've kind of been trying to play as well. So they really have not been as pressing Red Bulls that we have known in the past. Um, just that pressing team that Tito Vialba has just skipped past a few times and scored a couple of goals on them in the past. But uh, frustratingly, I did look at the 
historical stats on between Red Bulls and Atlanta, and they actually have like mana plus seven goal difference on us, which is kind of frustrating. But anyway, so they create a lot of long shot opportunity, long shot opportunities. They create a ton of scoring chances. Strong in aerial duels, strong defending set pieces, and they're pretty good at attacking set pieces and stealing the ball from the opposition. So those are traits that we've kind of seen for Red Bulls for a long time anyway, and ones that give Atlanta United freaking hell. Um, we've never beat them in the regular season. We've drawn with them at home many times. Obviously, we've lost every time apart from the last time we went up to Red Bulls Arena. Um, though we could keep in possession, so I... Obviously, all of us expect Atlanta United dominated possession, and uh, they're not great at protecting the lead, which we've known to be the case, and uh, defending against through ball attacks. So, if Joseph Martinez can chip another through ball into Andrew Gutman or Andrew Glutes, man. Yes, Kev. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm a. Oof, that is like Dan James and Tim Herb style internet connection right there kev so i'm 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 real deep in a download are you have you lit a candle or something oh my god send help uh i feel like i've been in this position before so yeah i'm having to join off a of cellular so i don't think this is gonna work so you finish actually, it up it feels it feels it sounds actually pretty good right now okay i'm gonna get a flashlight yeah working? i can see that yeah it's really shining off your head that's, that's <laughs> all right finish what you're doing yeah yeah stephen Perales and the chapa hope red bulls play a team of generic names because of rotation i'm sure a lot of them will be coming from the previous lacrosse players um so I'm hoping that Land United could have a decent shot against Red Bulls on Wednesday. Um, man, I get so nervous predicting Red Bull scores. Uh, it's just every time we think we've beaten them, it's they come back and draw it when it's in Atlanta, or they you know just beat us at home. It's just frustrating too. But um, yeah, throw your Red Bulls predictions in the trap. Um, you know, so I hope well, we win. They've, they've got to win. This, I haven't been to a game in a while, so they've got to win for me. I feel like this is a Blair Witch episode. Are you going to the game, Kev? I am. This is my uh, will be my birthday game to go to this week. So, is it your birthday? Friday, your birthday's on Friday, man. My uh. My calendar is letting me down. Usually it tells me all the people's birthdays except for yours. So what's yours? October twelfth? That's right. Yep. October twelfth. Is it really October twelfth? No. I I mean, I feel that I shouldn't disclose my actual birthday date on a podcast that is kind of like your, open to the public. What was your first pet's name? Well, my what social security to... number is seven five five three two four six eight, but and my mother's name is uh, Bradley. Um, oh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm not queen. Uh, you look like you're in one, except um, I don't know if you watch Dude Perfect, but you kind of look like Tyler from Dude Perfect. 
I watched a lot of that with my son. Kendrick Brock, 2 0. Andrew, Andrew Goatman, Brace. Uh, Elliot Beaven, oh, ATL, 1 0. Brittany S says referee is Ted Uncle. So I'm pretty sure Brittany S is going to rage quit on Ted yeah. Uncle. Um, start Armada, period. Yes, absolutely. We start Armada. I'm almost to the point where it's like Tata Martino just like put the guys in game after game after game. It didn't really matter how um, close the games were. And I'm kind of like, let's just do that. We've barely had any consistency throughout the entire season. So let's just put the same guys in. I mean, they played well. Let's just do it. Elliot Beaven, no. Kevin is freaking me out. Elliot, Kevin freaks me out all the time, even when he just sends me a text message. So yeah, it, th- there's that. That's the way it should be. Well, I'm gonna send uh, since Kendrick's in here. I'm gonna send him the invite now that I know that you can do this from your phone. I'll see if uh, if he's able to jump on for the last few minutes since I'm hanging on by a thread here. All right. Oh, man. Well, so, what did you think your score prediction was for Red Bulls? Ah, uh, my score prediction for Red Bulls is a very optimistic two-one. I think we can beat them. I think they're down in form. I think we are on the ascendancy in form. We can beat them and freaking grind their faces in the first time we've ever beat them in the regular season. Yes, Brittany okay. S is on two-one at Lenny United. I like the two-one call for sure. I'm not convinced, and nor have I been all season, that Atlanta is capable of of winning a game scoring less than two goals at this point. Because I feel like they're going to concede at least one. So um, I do like the trajectory that the team has been on in recent weeks, and uh, with it being at home and building off of the success this past weekend, I I like that prediction. I'll say two-one as well. Hey, do, you, do you want to hazard a guess at the goal scorers? Um, I will say Aruju and Almada. Wow. So I think, and this is kind of Cinderella thinking from me, but I'll go Aruju to get one. But I'm going to go for a Caleb Wiley winner at the death. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm yeah. sick of these stoppage time goals, though, man. Just just well, win it in regulation. Yeah. Well, they all count, Kev. They all count. I know. I, know. I just don't want to have to depend on that if, if Atlanta makes it into the playoffs, you know? Oof. Yeah. I don't think oh, we'll gosh. have to rely on it. Kendrick. Wow. Look at that. He is, like, ready. Yep. Ready to go, man. He's sitting outside, on, sitting on his turf lawn with his with his uh, wood fence behind him. Just in the home office with the the fake background. <laughs> nice, Kendrick. Is how is your uh, what's your prediction that's going to happen with Red Bulls? So we can do a score and then maybe expand it a little bit to see uh, what you think's going to be the game state and all that sort of stuff. XG XG prediction. XG. I think. I like that. It'll probably end up being like a 2-2 draw. I think we'll see probably something different for the Atlanta lineup with some changes just with squad rotation. Uh, Pineda shows he likes to rotate the squad. Uh, You know, maybe we get someone like Edwin, whatever his last name is, showing. Mascara. 
mascara, yeah, showing up and, you know, making a name for himself. But, uh, you know, with Red Bulls, anything can happen. As I said in the chat, Ted Uncle's the ref. We like to get chippy with the Red Bulls. There could be some cards. Yeah. Yeah, it makes me nervous because I, I think uh, Moreno is on uh, one card away from being suspended. And so the other guy is, of course, Dom Dwyer. No surprises there. And then Amar Sadic, but I doubt he's Amar Sadic is going to even play. So, um, yeah, I hate that 2-2 prediction, Kendrick. I'm not I'm not enamored by that, to be honest with you. Do you want to – who are your goal scorers? Uh, Arujo is going to get one, and then Sosa is going to get one off a corner kick. Ooh, like a Sosa Olympica, or just like it hits out and he hits it from past the 18. It, no, it's just gonna like hit off his thigh in the box and go <laughs> <laughs> like an LGP type dirty goal. Yeah, nice, 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 nice. Um, someone okay, so someone's saying Edwin scores, uh, that would be great. Um, I remember mascara because it rhymes with mascara, which is what I use every day to keep these lashes pretty um yeah what's your take on mascara kendrick what from the maybe 40 minutes you've seen of him uh you know you can tell the chemistry's not there yet you know kind of expected uh but i mean even the announcer saturday kind of talked about there's a few opportunities you know he was kind of 1v1 down the wing and he just kind of slowed down and didn't take the guy on 1v1 and Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what all the scouting reports said. You know, he's supposed to be the guy to take people on one on one. So I'm not sure if that's just him, you know, being new and not wanting to make a mistake or if Pineda's telling him to do something different. But I'd love to see him, you know, show some speed and, you know, really put some defenders on their back heels. Yeah, that that's something like Tito Vialba speed is what I'm I'm looking for, like right down the wing, just going for it but he's 20 oh, i forget his age he's under 22 he's under well that's true he's under 22 that's a very good point um yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how much more he can go maybe he can be i feel like sosa has been a relative success based on on what he did under Heinzer. maybe mascara can be the second u22 player to actually be successful in his role consistently yeah, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, we've had bad luck with, you know, I don't know how much we're paying him, but we need to be getting the most out of our money, and we've got, mm-hmm. you know, people that aren't doing that. I mean, I know Heidman's been injured, but how much are we paying Heidman, and he hasn't played more than, like, two games in a year and a half now? Yeah, I think we're in, or I think we're half a mil this season in Heidman. I'm sure we're playing Mascara, like, five million a year or something ridiculous like that. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking that Hyman and Rosetto are probably going to be on the outs at the end of the season. I think I feel like I I've seen some really good stuff out of Hyman, but if if we can't keep him healthy and consistent, I feel like it's time to to move him on. I think he was a potentially well, a good tag. pickup. Yeah, especially yeah. with his price tag. I don't know how you can justify it, um, especially if you're going through a restructuring and if you're trying to get some MLS guys in for cheaper. And I'm sorry if my – I don't know if my connection's good or bad. You guys are coming in and out, so I apologize if it's terrible right now. Not too bad right now. You're sounding good. 
I'm sure uh, Mikey Ambrose will probably uh, fare well at the end of the season too, because even when three quarters of the team was injured, he still could barely get playing time. <laughs> yeah, poor Mikey. I I I really like Mikey. He's just he's just not that great right now. Uh, I think Dijon will probably be a guy that heads out also. Um, but but we'll see. All right, Kendrick. So this is my favorite question to ask any uh, new person on the podcast. What are you doing with Joseph this off season? Because uh, it's we have one more year and then an option. Or is it? Uh, so I thought we had two options, though I could be wrong. So let's just say he's got two years. Two years. I mean, obviously, first, you know, first things first, I'm probably trying to restructure uh, because I, what is he making? Four or five mil a year? Yeah, something like that. But he, I mean, he's a DP, so, you know, he's only 600 and what is it, 13,000 to the, to the cap. Yeah, but I mean, restructuring him gives you a lot of other options in terms of potentially offloading him because mm-hmm. let's face it, no unless we're shipping him off to the Middle East or China, no one's paying him $5 million a year. Right. Right now. So, uh, you know, if we can restructure him and, you know, maybe offload him for something decent, you know, that would be nice. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, it's a tough decision. I, I think you ride him out for one more year, uh, see what he can do. Because uh, you know, at the end of the day, he's still you know when he gets the ball inside the box, he still looks real deadly. Or he just passes it off to another player. Well, yeah, I mean, when he has the when he has his back turned to the goal, eighteen yards out, I don't yeah. know why he's getting the ball there anyway. Yeah, I am, um, man. I mean, I love Joseph, but I'm a lot more bearish on him right now. Um. I just don't think he's ever going to get back to the uh, form that we that we've seen him at his peak, right? I, I feel like his his peak is gone, and he's not gonna he's not gonna get back there. So if um, if he can, great. But if not, then I worry that I worry that if we pay him, restructure him down to a TAM deal, so we can bring in another DP. I worry that it's going to take a ton of TAM that could be used for other positions in order to keep keep Joseph around. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard, I think. You know, it's what production do we need for him to make him worth whatever money? Uh, I mean, if you argue based purely off production, I'm not sure there's many attacking players on the team that should still be around. That's a good point. That so. is a good point. Uh, but but he's know. he's been a yeah, but he's been a he's been a main threat. Like, I mean, he's 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 the position that guys get transferred for a hundred million right now. You know, in the in the yeah. top tiers. So I just feel like if you are in Atlanta United, that is the that is where you spend. All of your money. That, yeah, we, we need you, a striker always competing for the golden boot. 100%. Because we're at Land United. We came into this league, and yes, we caught lightning in a bottle, but I feel like the league has caught up with us now. 
and if we're going to continue to be that trendsetter, then we need to go above and beyond now. So let's mm-hmm. bring in a, uh, I don't know, a Latara Martinez. <laughs> well, not, you know, his heir apparent. I mean, the thing is, I don't haven't heard any sort of like rumors or anything. That, not that, I mean, we're pretty early in everything, but um, who's going to be that guy that, that we bring in? Because surely we can't rely on Joseph for another year I, in, in, in him being our main threat. I yeah. feel like that's gone. Yeah, probably. So, you know, although I've always said I'd love to see Joseph up there with a big guy like Brandon Vasquez on a consistent basis to see uh, what two very different styled strikers could do Mm -hmm. and throwing off a defense. But yeah, I think, you know, to your point, we need someone that's scoring uh, to be our striker and taking up that DP spot. But, you know, then it also leads to, you know, in Atlanta United club history, we've always had the problem of who's scoring the goals when Joseph's not scoring them. So even if we bring in someone else that, you know, does, you know, score 20 plus goals a season, we do need other people to step up and, you know, have mm-hmm. one or two guys scoring, you know, at least 10. Right. Well, I mean, Andrew Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he's healthy all season, I mean, I expect him and Brandon Vasquez to be duking it out. for the <laughs> 100%. <laughs> what, ne- no truer words have been said. Absolutely. Speaking of Brandon Vasquez, did he hit puberty after he left? Because he looked swole. Yeah. I mean, definitely I think his his body has, but I don't think it caught up above the neck, you know? <laughs> like, I feel like I could grow a better beard than Brandon Vasquez, but, I mean, he, he man, he's... He is like... I feel like he will end up being a Tony Gonzalez... Um type guy i mean tony gonzalez is beautiful when he's like how old is tony gonzalez now like 48 or something but <laughs> uh brandon Vesquez is right there with him um yeah so sorry Brittany. yes i mean i feel like every time i bring up joseph it's always going to like well how do we sell him how do we replace him so it gets pretty depressing well, um, i don't know what are the roster rules in terms of when we just cut someone and pay them their money, like how does that count against our cap space? And I think we've got one. I mean, I mean, we did that with uh, Jürgen Dom. So yeah, but out. but if we're doing that with a DP player, like is that affecting our DP status? I don't think so. I think you just buy out the contract, and it doesn't count. You, it sh- you shouldn't be docked at DP be- just because you bought out their contract. That that'd be crazy to me. But I mean, it's MLS, so I could see that potentially happening. Yeah, I, no one understands the roster rules. No. All right. So in the trap, Elliot Beavens asking, "Will Atlanta let Dom go?" Kendrick, your thoughts? Let Dom go? Dom, yeah, Dom. Whoa. He's making MLS minimum. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. All right. What about who else? Who, so who are you going to let go? Uh, Who's your top three? Give me three names. Dijon, obviously. <laughs> well, yeah. Like uh, Ambrose and I, Rosetta. <laughs> I mean, Alan, Alan Franco, honestly, if we're keeping per- – 
Parada, I don't know what his deal is. And we've got a healthy Robinson and Campbell. I mean, Alan Franco's making, what, 500000 a year-ish? Something along those lines, yeah. That's too much to be play, paying our second backup at center back. Uh, and I do think, you know, on your point or earlier, you know, Mourinho, you know, in terms of what he's making, I feel like in the MLS you can't because he's, what, 900000 well, Marcelino Marino is on a base and guarantee compensation of 460000 So he's oh. not that bad. Miles yeah. is making more money than him. Yeah, at that price, I would keep him. Uh, yeah, I would too. And then, you know, I don't... It'll be interesting to see the goalkeeper situation next year too. Uh, will we try... Because both goalkeepers now are on loan, right? I think so. I think we've got an option to buy Gudinho. I don't know if we have an option to buy Rocco. So, I mean, you know, you have Brad coming back from, you know, serious injury for anyone, much less a 36-year-old. And then we have two, what, were academy players at some point under contract with the twos? Yeah, Reyes and Garces, right? Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Uh, you know, if we don't bring someone from within, I'd love for us to go get Sean Johnson. Bring him, bring him home. <laughs> if we can somehow finagle it, I would like to see Rocco around for another year. Uh, I, I think he could potentially work into something very special. I'm just waiting for him playing at the half field line for half the game to bite us in the ass. Yeah, you and uh, you and Andy Watkins, I think, are looking for that. Or is it Matt Wanuski? I can't remember which one of those guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope it never happens. Uh, I hope he always tries to bait the defenders, and then when someone actually tries it, he actually manages to get back there and Scorpion kicks it like the yeah. Colombian keeper did against England. Um, and it'll be great. And then he'll sign. He'll sign in the air, Kendrick Lovehart. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, he's obviously been better than Bobby Shuttleworth, so. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, it's been a good deal on that, and, uh, you know, Bo Bobby Shuttleworth, you know, pieced out as soon as he saw he wasn't getting the starting position back for, I mean, let's face it, uh, assistant hey. job in college is not a prestigious gig in America. <laughs> It's a wise man who knows his limits, and I respect Bobby Shuttleworth that he realized his limits were exceeded, and he went on his merry way. That, so that does make you question, though, the front office decision to keep him around. If he, yeah, if he didn't what? believe in himself. Yeah, I mean, you don't know how he interviewed. He he may have had a really good interview. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there, right? We've interviewed people, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. And then they turn up, and they're like, uh, what's email? You know. So, anyway. Brittany's question of buying Rocco. He's cheap, but, you know, one would assume Guzan's going to be the starter next season once he is healthy. And, you know, we don't want to be spending too much money on – a backup goalkeeper, plain and simple. 
Yeah. But if the plans for Guzan to somehow be a backup, well, hey, we're paying a backup four hundred thousand. But uh, that's right. Yep. You know, if we can get him for cheap. Yeah, great to have around. Yeah, I was hoping that they so Justin Garces is on sixty five thousand. Uh, Castaner is on eighty five thousand. I don't think they had Rocco in here yet because it was middle of the season. Uh, Bobby Shuttleworth was on one hundred twenty five thousand. Good lord. Uh, what does it say about Can that he has been replaced already? I was thinking that during the game, they mentioned he had had injury and kind of lost it while he was injured. But yeah, I mean, yeah, that's everyone screaming for him to be the starter. I think, you know, we can all put that to rest now that he's probably not, you know, MLS starter caliber. He's great for a backup, but he's probably not starter caliber. Yeah, I I tend to agree with you. I tend to agree with you. I think, I think next year, I think believe we can I don't think Godinho could will actually play for Atlanta United. I think it uh Godinho will just um we won't decide to either purchase him or he will become a backup uh and which may not be what he wants but I have a feeling that if Rocco can continue improving which I feel like he has improved um and he's so young um they'll find a way to make that happen and put him under uh, Guzan's tutelage. I think that could be a good situation for Rocco. And if, if they, even if they, I think, so I think I saw on Twitter, like his price is 2 million, something like that, but don't hold me to that. Um, he could be, he could be the guy we go with. If he goes under Guzan's tutelage, does he also have to shave his head? I don't think you want him to shave his head. I feel like he's got a good, young, full, thick head of hair, just like me. Um, I don't think you want that. Would you want that, Kendrick? I just think it'd be funny if we were known as the team with bald goalkeepers. (laughs) Well, it was funny, like, when Goodman scored, they panned to the sideline, and there was, like, Rob Valentino and two other uh assistant coaches who are all bald on the sideline for Atlanta United, so Yeah. I'd also like to see Goudinho at least get a shot in a game. I mean we brought him in. Let's face it, it's not like we're risking too much and you know, unless he's just been right. god awful in training, like Well you know. maybe maybe Kendrick when we've uh achieved our playoff spot and with the last game of the season we're just playing for uh, you know, because it's scheduled. Maybe Godinho will get a shot. By securing our playoff spot before the last game, do you mean the spot not in the playoffs? <laughs> Potentially. Because I believe if we go to the playoffs, it will come down to the last game. The last game, game. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a very good point. Oh, man. All right. Well, Kendrick, you've been an excellent um, co-host here uh, obviously kevin shot the bed just like andrew gutman did uh two games ago um <laughs> thank you very much i appreciate it and just being so prepared i mean like bam kevin was like hey let me send kendrick you're already there you're already in your atlanta united gear uh you've got your fence background so i really appreciate it man it's great to actually uh finally meet you uh virtually 
<laughs> yep, we'll uh, we'll have to get each other out of game at some point this season. One hundred percent, man. My kids are like, just take me to a game. I don't care which one it is. So, <laughs> all right, all right thanks man. for having me, guys. All right, thank you all. All right, you can find Kevin at. Uh... Oh, I can't even think of stupid twitter name i think he's like an uh, the arc one text he's not he doesn't even use it anymore he doesn't even use twitter Don't i mean you could time. probably find him like just at a sonic drive-through ordering eating a arby sandwich and ordering a fruit blast or something um so i don't know you can find tim herb you can find him at tim herb or woodworking on instagram <laughs> uh he's probably on tiktok too uh you can find me at j dnjms on Twitter, and sometimes I will be on there, but not very often. Kendrick, where can they find you? At Kendrick Brock on Twitter and any other social media platform that I'm on. What's your OnlyFans uh, handle? Uh, it's uh, Mr. Harry Butt 69. I'm a right. top 10% on OnlyFans, so you know, feel free to check me out, send me some tips. Absolutely. You'll see Kevin make a guest appearance every now and then. Yeah, he's he's up to like five appearances now, I think, something like that. I mean, yeah, at this point, he's a regular. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, everyone, I hope... Uh, <laughs> I think, actually, Kevin got it here. Uh, Country Brock, that's actually your only <laughs> fan sandals. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, this has been uh, Home Before Dark. Um, it's been great catching up with you. Uh, sorry it was such a shit show, but, you know, I feel like these shit show ones are the best ones. So, yeah. Anyway, take care, everyone, and um, talk to you later. So we're still live. I don't know how to actually unlive it rather than just leaving the studio because they don't give me the controls. So if Kevin's still listening, he can uh, end the broadcast. But <laughs> other than that, I'm just going to close my browser and that'll be it. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.